In this episode, I'll be talking about the rigidity of a perfectionist or a good girl, quote unquote. And um, this is really important if you want to experience feminine bliss and the vibrant flow that I always talk about is something that I've had to learn um, or unlearn, (laughs) I should say, because it sabotages your path to freedom, path to healing, and just in general, this place of abundance and bliss and, and living deeply rooted in your feminine essence. Good morning or good day or good evening whenever you're listening to this episode. It is currently a beautiful Saturday um, afternoon here in Finland and it was just yesterday that I said to my husband uh, that I've been kind of bummed out with the past many many weeks that we haven't really had a proper wintry weather like we We've had a little bit of snow, but it's teetering. The like the temperature has been teetering um, above zero Celsius and sometimes below, and it's just been slippery and and cold and dark. But today, I woke up to a beautiful winter wonderland. It is sunny. The sun is hitting my face, and uh, let me just tell you, it is so beautiful and wonderful to have light because if you live in the northern hemisphere, you know exactly what I'm talking about during the winter months. It can be quite intense when you have days and weeks on end when you don't see the sun. Uh, but now it's so beautiful. We have more snow. It's not r- super cold, just like a couple minus degrees, but it's still wonderful. And I just went outside and came back and oh, mm, I'm loving it. I am loving it. I was supposed to go or I had this plan that I was supposed to go to the um, university library today again, like almost every day <laughs> to work on my thesis but I just felt really strongly when I was tuning in in the morning that I need to take a break. I, I need to reset. I need to do something, you know, something different that I really enjoy. Hence, I'm also recording this episode, but I'm intending to relax a little bit more. And last night I, I felt really tense. Like yesterday, I don't know what what it was. Maybe it's just, you know, accumulation of doing the same thing all, over and over again. I've been doing it from the feminine flow for sure. And that's why the writing of the thesis is actually, you know, it's good. Like it's, it's getting there. I'm actually ahead of schedule like compared to others. Not that that's important, but it's just, you know, showcasing that um, approaching things from the feminine and being in the receptive state is so much more um, fruitful and and enjoyable yeah, in your work projects or anything that you're doing. But today I really felt like I'm not going to stick to the pre-plan that I, you know, I'd devised that I would go to the library and it was the you know it was the right decision and sometimes again this goes back to like what we're talking about today which is the rigidity of a perfectionist okay and it's 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 a big thing okay we really need to talk about this i keep noticing this with my 
with uh, with ladies that I've talked to one on one, my interviewees, my my clients, and 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 so many women that relate to the things that I talk about. This is a common thing that sometimes is not or goes unnoticed, and which is the rigidity, the the sort of you know being stuck and or being in pain or. Or not in just pain. I'm not talking about like because you know I talk about a lot. Uh, I talk a lot about chronic pain and and I, I still don't I still don't have an episode on that like how to heal from chronic pain. I should I should record that. But um, it's it's a huge thing. But but it, this can be something that happens with so many of us without any like um, dramatic symptoms in the body it's just this sense of rigidity of this things need to go my way things need to go like I planned things need to go a certain way so that I can feel like I'm in control like I can it's it's this false sense of ease or a false sense of peace it's not really ease or peace I just, I don't know, when I say peas, I'm just thinking about peas, like the ones you would eat, like P-E-A-S, peas, but anyway, um, <laughs> um, so it, it's its not really that, it, it's a false sense of 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 ease when, when you feel like you're in control, but obviously you're not, but anyway, so decided to do something differently, decided to listen to my body, decided to do things uh, the way I had not planned, and that is also what I'm encouraging you to do, if possible. Obviously, if you have to go to work, then you have to go to work. I, I'm not saying that that's that's something that you can just you know skip or just say you know call your employer and be like I'm not coming today. Well, okay, sometimes we call in sick, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um, so let's get into it. What am I talking about? The rigidity of a perfectionist. If you've listened to the one of the, some of the first episodes that I put out um, in January, so please listen to the episodes on how to create your story, and you know the stickiness with like creating your new story and why some aspects are hard to embody and accept and and take as your own and some are not. Listen to those, and in one of those episodes, I mentioned why I no longer want to say that I'm a recovering perfectionist because I don't want to like latch on to that label, which keeps me in the loop of like I'm always recovering from it. I, you know, it's always in my sphere the the whole perfectionist experience, but it helps sometimes, you know, for me to 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 mark no market i hate that word but anyway to market my episodes and and the message that i want to get at because it's easier to to relate to but anyway i am using the word perfectionist here because it really does um, apply to what i'm saying here so the rigidity of a perfectionist can be described as this you know, becoming of an unoiled machine, barely functional. Yes, you're functioning, but it's scrunchy, not scrunchy, crunchy. (laughs) It's not flowing. It's not fluid. It's not easy. It's, it's this constant tension and push and, and, you know, 
anxiety, feeling anxious, um, all of these kinds of feelings that so many of us do experience. And um, it really is not allowing, it's like you're constantly in the state of not allowing yourself to be flexible. You need things to go a certain way. There might even be like some OCD behavior or thought patterns that go along with this. And then it's just, I, I, from my point of view, it's, it's a um, symptom of the rigidity, the OCD behavior and, and such. And that comes from um, a lack of internal safety, at least on some level. It's, it's about these deep grooves in your habits, right you you're you're doing things a certain way always like um you always cook a certain way you always do your work day a certain way you always um clean your house a certain way not 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 that these things are wrong like you you know the way you get get around your habits and things that need to get done but it's a it, it goes deeper it's this it's a spell on you okay it's like somebody has put on us put a spell on you and saying that you always have to do things a certain way otherwise you cannot function or you feel like you just can't be with yourself and usually there is this not being able to rest properly and we'll go into the neuro science part of this and the nervous system aspects because they are a big part of this whole rigidity um, picture right so what I would ask you is like can you say yes to new experiences or you know because we need to have more of those new experiences so that we can open the door for more abundance to flow in or are you sitting at home at all times because I this is just who I am this is just what I do and you know listen I'm I'm a huge homebody I love being at home you know I'm an introvert but also I've realized that sometimes I'm holding on to that pattern out of this rigid mm, rigid place rigid expression or a lack of expression right and and if you think about joy as a feeling for example i know you want more joy i talk about it so much um joy is a very vulnerable feeling it really is really really vulnerable and sometimes we don't allow ourselves to spend too much time in that emotion because your brain sometimes flips it and it's like when is the other shoe gonna drop because I've been feeling too much joy then something else something bad has to happen like I'm sure you know what I mean because sometimes I've been so happy so grateful so just in love as well that it is followed by these catastrophizing thoughts right and it's just a psychological thing we I've I think I've mentioned this before and it's it's normal you know all of us experience that and it's because joy is so vulnerable it is vulnerable but part of you know um breaking the cycle of rigidity is practicing allowing more joy to flow in and practicing the feeling 
or practicing feeling safe with the joy. And that in turn allows you to have more of that spontaneity. And it doesn't mean like you need to become the most spontaneous person. Spontaneous is that. Sometimes my brain is like, is that how you pronounce it? And then it just freezes. Well, <laughs> you don't have to become the most spontaneous person you know. Like, that's. I, I know that I'm probably not going to be the most spontaneous person I know. <laughs> not going to, but um, I can still uh, create more capacity, more of that flexibility. Um, I remember so many times, like, growing up, like, you know my story, if you've heard or if you've tuned into enough episodes, you probably know, especially the first ones and and my healing journey and all these things and being being a hyper, like, achiever. <laughs> um, I would not allow myself to do anything out of the ordinary. Like, I would not allow myself to dance in public or to do anything, you know... Uh, overtly expressive or do anything I don't know unregulated or un like irrational <laughs> um, so I was really in that you know masculine shield like logical I'm not doing anything that would you know draw attention to me that is a little like not what I want and on top of this like being Finnish and so if you're Finnish you know exactly what I mean but it's like this uh, cultural rigidity also that that the texture that is there um so i was always keeping myself in check like not moving freely for fear of embarrassing myself like i wouldn't there was just a lot of things i would not allow myself to do because i i was constantly keeping myself in check constantly like fearing that you know being embarrassed and of course, the perfectionist feels embarrassment anyway, very easily due to the fear, you know, the perfectionism rising from fear and, you know, self-sabotage. So it's, it's, um, it's not a nice cycle. It's, it's a very um, contractive cycle in and of itself. And I've been so grateful that through music and performance and, and and switching from saxophone to singing, I really, I've had to um, work on these things because it's so vulnerable being on stage, um, even with an instrument, but especially as a singer, it's so vulnerable. It feels like you're naked there, especially if you're singing your own songs that you've written. But um, yeah, so it's it's been a journey. And another example of my rigidity, like these are like smaller examples, but they still like highlight or still reveal a lot, is um, not ever wanting to play play games or especially like board games, but any kinds of games. Um, I was not into those. It's not that it was a like it wasn't a big thing in my family. But then God saw fit to um, have me marry a man who comes from a family where board games and 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 you know family game time is a huge thing. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm so not into this. I don't want to. I don't want to play Monopoly. I don't even know how to play it. Anyway. <laughs> 
now I know how to play Monopoly. I played it twice, and, and funnily enough, um, I the first time I wasn't so I was so like I'm not even interested in this. I'm just gonna you know like go through the motions, not even trying anything. And of course, I didn't win. Lost all my money <laughs> in that game. But second time around, I decided that I'm going to orient myself differently. I'm going to win. I choose to win, and I did. I won by a lot. Anyway, that's like another life lesson not relating to rigidity per se, but but just that, you know, not allowing yourself to be playful, be to to engage in these things that the rigid perfectionist things are not things that are not um, valuable or productive or are not creating results or just, you know, silly or uninteresting or not worth my time or boring or whatever it is. So for me, it's really has been a blessing, even though at first I was like, oh, why did did I marry a man who's so into like playing games? (laughs) So not into it. But now it has brought a lot of joy and blessing into my life. Like we've started this um, game night tradition with me and my husband and my brother and my aunt and it has really brought us together in a new way so it's been really great it's been really really great but that's just one example and maybe some of you can relate to this like the playfulness or playing games or uh, it might be anything that you previously have deemed unworthy of your time or just stupid or boring or not productive and valuable that is a sign of this rigid thinking, this rigid self-image. Because it really... Okay, we need to talk about self-image. It's so, so important. And this is, again, goes back to the episodes about the story you have about yourself and what kinds of attributes you add to the sentence, I am. Like, the reason why I don't want to say I'm a recovering perfectionist is because I don't want to keep holding on to that. And I don't want you to say that you're a, you're a fighter or you're a survivor or you're, or you're whatever is, whatever brings this, this holding on to the past kind of a thing into your self-image and into your identity. But the rigid perfectionist the rigid woman has this self-image of someone who does just does not do x y or z just does not let herself let loose does not let herself truly relax does not let herself get in touch with that feminine playfulness and and sensuality and usually has a very a conflicted relationship with her body as well. Um, I just, you know, I had the one interview with with Katie about about um, healing your relationship with your uh, private area, your vagina, and I I will be talking about it more because I f- feel it's really important. Um, and in this rigidity, we we often have a very rigid relationship with our bodies. Not just you know your your um, sex organs, but 
or, or, you know, talking about sexual pleasure. I'm not really talking explicitly about that, but in just in general, you have a very rigid relationship with your body. It's hard to find pleasure and enjoyment. And pleasure really isn't in the vocabulary of a rigid perfectionist. Like I just uh, did a post about this on my Instagram. Um, the, you know, idolizing productivity and idolizing like achieving and what that has taught me and how I had this deep-seated belief that I didn't realize that wasn't conscious that pleasure isn't really something that I'm worthy of or pleasure isn't acceptable, that pleasure is not the way, not the path to success of whatever success means means to you or me like <clears throat> that's very personal of course and and varies from individual to individual but it, it has been a game changer through this feminine path for me to understand that pleasure is the path to what you want and that pleasure is not about this hedonistic um, self-absorbedness, this like self-worship, um, this, you know, self-obsessiveness uh, that we sometimes from this rigid place, especially from a um, religious or a spiritual place can can like look at the word even or just, you know, it, it triggers this feeling of like, no, like, I'm not going to say yes to pleasure I am not this, you know, you know, I'm not a sloth. I am not a glutton or whatever. And it's totally not about that. You can, you can for sure go into the other end of the spectrum, the other extreme, but that is not about that, you know, true pleasure that is grounded, that is rooted in truth um, and rooted in your feminine essence. That's just, you know, going from one extreme to the other um, and can be detrimental but pleasure this true beautiful pleasure of owning your femininity and owning your feminine essence your feminine body your feminine biology it is so important for us to embrace on a new level and there are levels to it you start the journey and then at some point i believe that many of you have had to you know grapple with the idea of like how much physical pleasure am I allowing myself to experience because there have been so many of these like indoctrinations and and uh, miscommunications about what what it is about or just in general allowing yourself to feel bodily pleasure and sensory pleasure so it's a huge thing I believe what I also want to say about rigidity is in like um, defining it, it is resistance. Rigidity is resistance. And in all of these things that I've thus like this far mentioned in this episode, you see that with every example, there has been a level of resistance to it. There has been resisting, like allowing, resisting, letting loose, resisting pleasure, resisting joy. Um, and just, you know, staying in that deep groove. And when we think about neuroplasticity, when we think about your brain structure, we have these neural pathways and they're like grooves. And the more something is like 
um, used, a thought is being wired and then it fires that neural pathway and the pathways that are fired wire together. So they, they become stronger, they become even more deeply grooved in into your psyche and your your brain, your habitual way of living. Um, these deep grooves become this wall of resistance. And when when you start your journey and you tap into your desires and you feel like, oh, I just want to let these desires flow into my life. I just, I really want to open up and I really want to feel this new level of bliss, of receptivity, of, of vibrancy, of, of stepping into queenhood. And yet there are these resisting patterns there so deeply grooved into your your thoughts and and just the, your uh, mind's makeup and it's all about this rigidity right and you know that it is about living in fear it's a, it's about living in control and a rigid perfectionist cannot thrive in change or newness um, it's a it's a resistance towards anything new. It's it's resisting a new way of thinking, even if you want it. On one hand, you really want to, but some part of you is really resisting going that way because it's it's unknown, and you cannot control the unknown. Um, but really remember that a feminine woman, truly in her feminine power, a queen is not stagnant, which is again. A symptom of rigidity or a synonym of rigidity almost being stagnant it's it, she's not rigid she's not stuck in this it has to be done the same way as always it has to be in my hands and this is why surrender is part of the antidote to rigidity and surrender is not giving up it's giving over it's it's trusting it's saying, okay, I understand that my old ways have not work, worked and I know that the defini definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting a different result. So giving over, trusting God to guide you to really exhale. It's that deep cellular psychological, emotional, and spiritual exhale that I want you to experience. So think about a river. If a river is stagnant, it's going to get poisonous. It's going to get toxic. It's going to get stinky. It has to flow. There has to be a flowing movement so that the water is fresh and clear and vibrant. So the the name for this podcast has so many meanings and I really hold it dear in my heart. Like the vibrant flow is the opposite of being in that rigid, stagnant energy. It's the art of allowing part of, which is part of the art of softness. That is the antidote. And the role of the masculine container is really important so that you can flow. So that you are subconsciously 
unconsciously being held. But the question here is, are you subconsciously resisting being held? Because I certainly was. And there are some things or some areas, some nooks and crannies in my mind that, that there's still this resistance to being held that I want to hold on to and grip on to the, to the um, steer, steering wheel or whatever. So that is a really, really important question. And this is something that we dive into if you work with me one-on-one. And for me, it's so like being like an outsider, uh, outsider's perspective sometimes really helps. And that's why mentoring and coaching is so powerful also. And I can just see so clearly what are the patterns, the resisting and rigid patterns that are keeping you stuck um, sometimes it's hard to see for yourself, but maybe sometimes, you know, asking for, asking for someone else's perspective can help. Some other ways or manifestations of rigidity are, like I said, the obsessed, being obsessed with certain routines. Um, and sometimes a routine can be a beautiful masculine container for you to flow in, but sometimes they can become a prison like you cannot thrive you you cannot like have a great day without doing a sequence of things in, in the morning that's not that's not freedom right and then there are these self-punishing thought loops and oh my gosh i know some of you are like you've been you've been like really in the school of this like you've you've gotten your master's degree in self-punishing thoughts like you're really good at it and i've been so good at it as well it's all part of this then there's this i it needs to be done this way thought pattern i need to lead whatever's going on to have this work out whether it's in my relationship at work or in relation to your dreams, like if you're wanting to meet the man of your, like the man that is for you that you're going to marry, you need to lead like the whole process. Um, or you want something else and you feel like you need to be leading that all at all times. You need to push, you need to produce, you need to go, go, go. Um, um, planning everything ahead. Not that planning in its in and of itself is bad. It, it certainly is not. It can be a beautiful way to support yourself. But it's this obsessive, like, I need to plan everything ahead. And sometimes we women, were so good at this. Like, <laughs> you're having a conversation with someone. Let's say you're on a date or you're in a relationship. You're with your husband or whatever. And, and you're, like, planning ahead what you're going to say. And you're not really listening because you're planning what you're going to say next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one one example of like being in that rigid grooves of your habitual, um, uh, your habitual uh, rigidity, <laughs> um, or you have the implicit belief that work, be- you know, work comes above all else and before everything else. I don't have time for fun and or socializing or rest. Socializing fun is not important. 
I need to work at all times. And that's like something that you highly value above all else. And sometimes it's quite implicit. You have to work on this, like see what your true values are, what you really desire your values to be. And on the other hand, what the values or what your actions, your days, how you spend your time reveal about your current values. Um, And it's all kinds of self-sourcing patterns. Again, not you know not surrendering not giving over not um, allowing things to flow in not being in that receptivity that beautiful abundant state but trying to self-source and you know produce it's like you're trying to exhale all the time (laughs) and then you're like i don't know what like there's no air to you know (laughs) to give so you need to receive also a lot you need you're a feminine vessel like having that idea of being a feminine vessel is it it liberates you liberates you because then you, you can just let go of that stress of it's all on me i need to make everything happen and yes you can make a lot of things happen and i just want to say something very quickly about like manifesting um because some of you may wonder like so like what's your like take on this and for me manifesting is 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 real like it's it's a thing like if if something if you have a cut on your hand and it heals well that's a manifestation so if someone says like it's that's not real well well it clearly is like on a physical level on on all these levels that like scientists will will know it's just it's the, just the like the spiritual aspect of that word sometimes ca- gets it convoluted i do believe that you can manifest beautiful things i uh, like law of attraction yeah sure i see it working like ask and it shall be given but there's so much more to that also and the problem is when those things become god onto themselves like if like the the law of of gravity is 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 a reality but it's not where i put all my hopes and all my like this, you know it's not the cornerstone of my spiritual practice it's not it's not what i what makes up my identity what like where my identity is rooted you get what i'm saying like it, it it's like this the problem with like new age stuff is how i see it is is when these things become gods they they become they become the cornerstone of everything and it's just it doesn't work because then you will burn yourself out eventually you it's really lonely it's really really lonely because there's not that relational aspect that we need relationship with our creator we need a relationship with god um on a personal level so that we don't have to like go to someone else and be like what should i do and you know you know constantly like giving away your power giving away your sovereignty that you have with your free choice and your your freedom as a human being but anyway, that's a, that was a tangent. I went on a tangent, sorry. But just I've been thinking about that. So I, want, I just wanted to say that um, um, here as well. So 
in, in terms of neuroplasticity, I want I want to last. La- this is the last thing, and, and I'm gonna wrap this episode up. Um, in terms of neuroplastic healing, if there's anything like anxiety or pain or chronic anything, um, symptoms, syndromes, any of these things, like um, in terms of like n- your nervous system, and your nervous system affects pretty much everything. So it's like it's it's really important, but there are like these five stages of neuroplastic healing and this is what I this is what we go into also in in like my private work um and those five stages are coined by a doctor called Norman Deutsch and and they're in his book The Brain's Way of Healing I recommend that book if if you're on the path of healing from anything um and there are these five stages right and with rigidity, what in my experience and, and my inter- interpretation is that these patterns of rigidity and perfectionism keep you stuck if you embark on this journey of healing and, and you know, learning about your nervous system and how to become regulated, how to heal that inbuilt stress that is not, hasn't been released you know, trauma also is like stored survival stress. So um, rigidity keeps you stuck at stage two, in my interpretation, which is the stage of neurostimulation. Like step one is like general housekeeping, um, according to um, Irene Lyon, whose, whose work I also recommend in terms of neuroplastic healing. Uh, which is like the basic care, like whole foods, water, clean air, toxin-free environment, active, exercising, these basic things that we need for our brain's health as well. But then the second stage, which is providing stimulus to the nervous system, like light, sound, visualizations, walking music, um, any any of these things, you're stuck there because your ways of rigidity don't allow yourself to actually become rested to do you know access that state of relaxation and it doesn't allow your brain and nervous system to quieten and calm down um and you know bringing that brain's level of arousal down to the baseline uh which is the third stage which is neuromodulation but uh, anyway these stages are not like the key point here but just saying that rigidity gets in the way of of healing as well healing from any syndrome any chronic anything um uh, food sensitivities all these things oh my gosh like food is also like a huge one thing because i you know i like i've been on this journey of of like eliminating all these things and having all these food sensitivities and um I still don't eat gluten because it just hasn't been worth it for me uh, to try to hop on that route. But so many of the things like uh, like uh, organic dairy um, and um, sugar, like natural sugar, all these things I I can enjoy again because I've let go of that rigid relationship with with the food that I eat. And rather seeing it as a joyful, pleasurable, nourishing experience. But that's a episode in and of itself. We also go into this in, um, 
in episode 70 something uh, with with Anna Kolak if you have listened to that about transformation healing it's really good but yeah there was a lot here um, 39 minutes and so I'm gonna wrap this episode up and be on the lookout for uh, the following episode which will be about the good girl syndrome which is so related to this but it, it uh, warrants a episode in and of itself so I'll be creating that as soon as possible and yes I have <laughs> I have three interviews ready like not ready they need to be edited but the thing is like with I've been having to work so much on the computer and and editing is sometimes tedious not that there's a lot to edit but I need to listen to the interviews and and add all the intros and outros so <laughs> interviews take more effort or take more time or they require more work and even though I love doing them it's sometimes I'm like oh, I just I don't have the energy to to do that if there's something like that I need to prioritize and now it's the thesis obviously but those will be coming out those will be coming out um so have patience with me they're amazing and I have so many great solo episodes coming out as well check out my patreon if you want all of the episodes that I put out there there's a library of episodes and and downloadable downloadables and printables and and um all these great stuff if you want more of what I do that is the like low paying access to everything and then there's my private work the um, vibrant woman program where we implement and integrate the seven pillars of vibrancy into your life and it's just the best thing ever um changes your life um but anyway i'm gonna wrap wrap this up here enjoy the sun and start cooking some cooking some um, um lunch and read a book and do some sensual movement practices those have been really helping because now that i'm in this intense period of writing a lot you know doing research writing and having to finish the the project and get get the whole you know thing done quite soon so how i've been feeding myself how i've been nourishing myself is with these beautiful sensual practices and outside being outside and nourishing my mind and my body i love my sensual oils i what i'm here smelling is a monoitiki tahiti i'm not sure how to pronounce that with vanilla it's so good so so good like i love oils um and um essential oils and and all of that good stuff like aromatherapy so beautiful anyway i'm rambling i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna have you enjoy your day um and stay in the viper flow I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new as well as received some serious inspiration on your feminine journey. And I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast and subscribe. It really helps in the podcasting world so that we can reach more women who might be interested in these types of topics. And if you're curious to hear my music, you can always check out Joem on any of the streaming platforms and the link will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to have you join me in the next episode.